This is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot from Anastasia. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of the Irish NRL show. Join you with three rounds left in the regular season. It's going to be a rough finish. Um, we've got a lot of moving parts, but look, we try our best to provide you dazzling insight. New Bear from the Tash, how are you, mate? Not too bad, pal, not too bad. Yeah. Entertaining uh, round of rugby there at the weekend. Um, yeah, maybe it wasn't too entertaining Sunday morning. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew you would. Um, yeah, so look, as per normal, we're going to kick off with the power rankings. I think it's fair to say, look, top two spots, bottom three spots. Status. No changes. So, Parramatta in one, Broncos in two, Dragons in 15, Doggies in 16, and West in 17. Very little on both ends of the table to change mm. those. Everything else, though, has is relatively interchangeable. So we'll probably start at the top and work our way down. Very harsh, but on the basis of the performance last weekend, we moved the storm up one spot from fourth to third. And I'm just looking at the, yeah, the, the teams that played as well, I think it, it really matters. Yeah, especially this juncture season. Warriors, look beat the Tigers eight points it's not a a poor performance but and the Tigers are scraping away they aren't mm. they with these like performances like they're always about ten or like, eight they're no they're no double double mm. figures like but they're I know, still I know, yeah I know they're bottom but you, you find that like in current form you'd almost rank them above the Dragons and the Doggies and mm. Doggies didn't serve up much I don't think we're going to talk about the Tigers at all but what you don't like to see is Dan Laurie going to half back and absolutely tear it up no <laughs> and he's going away to the penalty next year like. sure look such is the Tigers <laughs> mantra um, yeah so as I said Storm move up to third Warriors drop down to fourth on the back of the six in a row we had to push the Knights up I know it was a it was a lacklustre performance from the Doggies but look just a culmination of the last six weeks they had to move up to fifth and as a result of what they served up on Sunday much to pain me the Raiders have had to drop down to 6th and they're under increasing pressure to remain in the 8 the next 3 games are really important for are the Raiders I think crucial crucial um, they'll slip away quick they're quick. kind of in a situation the Sharkies were in maybe 2 or 3 weeks ago yeah, so yeah, yeah. Look, it's not a good place to be Sharkies and Bunnies we, we haven't moved them they moved up and down respectively last week so the Sharkies are in 7th and the Bunnies are in 8th the Sharkies good performance on the weekend too as well they may maybe starting to, to right the ship Perennial ninth place, the Cowboys. It's like the West a few years ago, they were ninth every year. Like, it's breeding down yeah. the neck of the bunnies though, I think. Yeah, look, it's a boy, they've an interesting run in as well, so interesting to see how things go for the Cowboys. They are to me are subject to change. Another another side that's drastically improved in we're recent. We're back, years baby, we're back. Is one of the Tash's many sides. Um I might need to wear an escape too. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, but you're wearing a 
the topic of property which we'll get to later on. Um, so Rus says, I have no intent. That's mainly, I suppose, the result of, look, Para were abysmal on the weekend. They lost Mitch Moses. Their season is dust. I think so, yeah. So rather nicely and politely, we've just moved them down one spot to 11th, but look at them sliding over the next few weeks because they've nothing to play for. Manly and the Titans all drop one, so Manly moved down. Sorry, no, I messed that up. Manly stay where they are in 12th. Yeah. So it reads Roosters 10, Para 11, Manly 12th. Titans drop below Manly to 13th. They were pretty abysmal on the weekend as well. And um, they did have some good news, but look, we'll get to that later. The Dolphins stay where they are in 14th, and, <coughs> and then, as you said, it's Dragons, Falcons, and Tigers. Mm. But look, that's not probably why you tuned in today. You probably tuned in for the crux of the show, which, as always, is Four Tackle. And this week, it is El Pacino. Start off. So, I'm going to start off with uh, Has the start of sort of rubbed off the Dolphins? Say, Mesmer, like it, their start of the season was unreal. Like they were sitting in second position after three rounds. Everyone thought maybe fairy tale story, but as the season went on, it shows you the sort of depth is lacking and the inexperience of some of the players as well. Like that they have that they're in the position they are. Like this is probably the worst sort of say a season that Wayne Bennett has occurred. Maybe you think yeah. Now maybe you look at them and they've been absolutely. Pulverized with injuries, oh, massively. Suspension. And some of the players that are playing really well are over, overachieving. I yeah. think for what, which is what they're coming from different clubs. You wouldn't have thought these players would have played no. the way they're playing now. To be Ultimately, that that is what Bennett does, and that's his kind of his bread and butter is is getting the most out of players. I think. Look, they've been hampered by injury. I think you could really see the inexperience in them through the origin window and on mm. the back of that. And I think a massive learning curve for them and next year I think they'll be all the better for it um, I, yeah I think like at, at what point do you kind of go oh they've they've hit normal or at what point do you go they're just I think next year is going to be a massive year for them because they're actually getting a bit of not star power but like a bit of experience like with the like of Flagler coming from Broncos uh, Farmworth coming from Broncos who is tearing up trees at the minute mm-hmm. and he's playing on real rugby like he's he's probably the only sort of marquee player esque marquee player that they have yeah. they still have that million pound contract to give out to someone so he's probably the closest to that like key player they have I think they're going to have a big big year but I think maybe after that year they're going to have to look at the pack yeah. because that pack will age real quick on them real fast and they're nearly you You look through the pack none of them are are below 30 or 34 <laughs> no, look they, they bought the culture they bought kind of real experienced heads yeah look they recruit well but they do need the second phase of the recruitment I suppose is yeah. probably the best way to word it yeah true yeah yeah like they had to come in and start the season and, and play the way they were playing or Bennett do a bit of magic and get a bit of interest up there as well I think exactly and I think I still think regardless of how the season is finished a lot of players go they're doing some good things up there I wouldn't mind being a part of it you wouldn't mind they're probably 
that are random and three of the fucking bottom league teams. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know how it's like. If if the those three teams were on about, uh, are the Dragons and Doggies and West and Kilsher, the far from the brain surgeon, <laughs> had they the luck in terms of injury suspension that the Dolphins had? Yeah. They would have no wins on the board. No, I don't think so. Don't think they would have won the board. If they came in the way they came in this year, like I think mm. the, it's just the win benefactor is massive there. Absolutely. Look and his back, his backroom staff is good. The as you say, he bought the culture, bringing in some veteran forwards. I think Sean O'Sullivan and Katoa uh, K- K- Katoa have massive, massive, massive growth potential. Oh, absolutely. Potential growth, like ridiculous amount of growth. And uh, Nick Arima with a scrum tap is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have some players that you think of. Remember Nick Arima with scrum tap? <laughs> they've unearthed some absolute gems. Like it's in uh, Lance Tuera as well. Like he, he could be an absolute star. When you look at the amount of rugby league he has played to what he's producing, mm. he'd be phenomenal. Look, you'll move off of some of your, your kind of your. Um, mercenaries and like UNA kind of stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. they will Ray slowly Stone and stuff like that yeah. Ray Stone is, is young enough he's hardy enough who are, I, I like him I wouldn't mind uh, sticking with him and having him as a cornerstone um, but maybe Jared Wallace maybe you know what I mean like, yeah yeah come yeah, yeah. Like, come yeah. Like, natural progression <laughs> anyway, um, so moving on and I suppose Sharky's on the move and um, we, we lambasted him enough <laughs> Um, well look such was the expectations we had from coming into the season and how they kind of had not lived up to those expectations but in recent weeks you couldn't accuse them of not turning things around obviously they bet Souths who were in a similar position so we were mm, okay and then it was a pretty down performance the weekend um, the Titans had good news going into the fixture which we'll get to later but they put uh, 30 points on 36-6 36-6 yeah so their situation looks wildly different and I suppose prior to the Melbourne result they were they were fourth so I'm just going to read out their, their remaining three fixtures yeah, I just wonder who no, uh, the Cowboys Friday <sighs> yes. Newcastle in Newry and Canberra last round of the, se- of the season they're probably looking to run down maybe Melbourne but I uh, don't think the Warriors are in the clear just yet. Mm. Um, I think they're three very, very extremely hard teams. Mm. To run in. Like, yeah. If you t- like, the boys are pushing to get the top eight. So th- like this Friday game is massive. Like the Sharks win, fair enough. Mm. Like, but like the Cowboys will not go quietly. Like I mm. think the way they're playing and and the experience they had from last year, the way they played last year was ridiculous, and they haven't performed as well or consistently. No, they. In, they blew very hot and cold this year mm. but when they blow hot they're a very very good team just to run through the other pictures was Melbourne <coughs> plays St George this weekend then they go coast and then they finish up against Brizzy and finally um, the Warriors Warriors play Manly this week that is in Mount Mark Stadium and then they go on and they play St George and the Dolphins the Warriors are probably you find them to, to back it up so it is probably Sharks or Storm that they're going to chase down both of them have hard textures mm. Storm have the Broncos but the Broncos still don't play for so 
Mm. Yeah. Can they catch? They can't catch the Panthers. No, can they? no. So they're not going to go for the minor premiership. So no. <laughs> it will be the strangest minor premiership of all if they were. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, but like, yeah, like from going to not wooden spoon, but like dropping out of the eight last year to be minor premiership would have been massive plus for them. Like, mm. um, yeah, I think. I think the pressure the Sharks was when Craig Fitzgibbon came in, like, and then you look at the like of Andrew Webster and the Warriors playing so well now. Like, I think the pressure, second year pressure, or no, it's first year, isn't it? Fitzgibbon is second. Yeah, second year, sorry. Then yeah, it's second year, and not not sort of progressing, and not getting probably the most out of Hines. But what we were saying earlier on is, Braden Trindle, mm. he's been a revelation in there the mm. last two games. Yeah scoring tries running the ball very very explosive and very much keeping players on their toes like when he has the ball mm-hmm. in hand he's either assisting or scoring like, which is what you want in your in your support players for your, your key players like. so it'll be interesting to see if Will Kennedy comes in will Trent stay where he is like. I don't know what the injury is with Kennedy fair speaking of halves yeah so with Jerome Luway saying he wants to test the open market. Where would you see the most, say, most veritable landing spot from? I'd say now his preference would be to stay where he is. Um, uh, his preference may be to stay where he is, but Penrith's preference may be to move off. He has had a few kind of indiscretions and a few controversial moments. And look, I. I think he's very much about Western Sydney and his community and all that. So I don't see the doggies as a massive jump. No. Um, I don't think he'd succeed at the doggies. I think it, it, I'm very much on the fence with Jerome. I sometimes think he's as good as he is because he fits perfectly in the Penrith system. Yeah. Like when we see him at Origin level, he's just not that guy, that player. And I kind of <coughs> sorry, tend to think his best move is to stay in Penrith, but Penrith might be astutely looking at moving off. Like of all the clubs in the NFL, they definitely have a recruitment uh, replacement in development. Probably yeah, yeah, someone that we haven't heard of or someone that mm. you're gonna hear a whisper of. Yeah, I just think that they have their ducks in line for the next few years, mm. uh, because they're letting go, they're letting go of so many players. Mm. Like they they always have so the next one up. It was like Melbourne for years. Like next yeah. one up, next one up. Um, the I only th- difference there is like sorry, but Melbourne, Russia, Russia. Melbourne would pull someone from another club who is underachieving. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. well, they get an under but Penrith producing the players. But I think the like of Melbourne, they see something in the player, mm. which if you think about it, with Jerome's sort of controversial take and calling out reporters and stuff would not suit Craig down there mm. and that's not the player that Melbourne want like, you know that way no, like, no. and as you said like, Melbourne, he has his issues off field I'd like to see him I think it would be good for him maybe to go to Queensland on Dolphins I think under Wayne Bennett he might succeed a bit better yeah like um, in all places like as you say like Bulldogs and stuff like that I just think that if he if it was money, they'd have money. Yeah. They have also have Sean Sullivan, which he played with. I don't think he'd be a good fit for Dolphins. I'll yeah. tell you why. I think a 
person of like Joan who I think lives in that fishbowl in Sydney and, and excels in that fishbowl in Sydney because that's all he's ever known yeah yeah, yeah. as you say they all come from the bottom of the mountain or whatever yeah. they say that they're like yeah. so for me it's kind of it's like it's Sydney para. yeah it's Sydney or it's, it's West Sydney in it, oh yeah, yeah I don't even think he'd move to the Roosters for example or yeah. no I, I think it's there's, a, there's a, a clause in his contract that he might sign before November 1st with Panthers if, if they get Louis in and then after that then he's a free agent so it'll be interesting to see what way it works after that I should keep an eye on this obviously it's, it's driven free, free agency but that's not exactly like it's always Brooks staying at West Sydney um, tough weekend for Para season finished <laughs> pretty much um, absolutely pulled apart by the Broncos which look as we mentioned in the previews last week it's polar opposite to what happened last year um, and especially when you look at the Mitch Moses injury I would say being brutally honest well actually being probably very uh, aggressive I would say there's not too much dissimilarity between Mitch Moses in Paris this year and Ben Hunt in St. George I think he is like yeah, look, if you don't have him you're fucked <laughs> yeah, there is no, look Clint Gorton's had a great year as well but I just think Mitch Moses has been has probably had his best season I think I've ever seen him play and they've let him down but I suppose where do they go from here um, if Brad Arthur is always under pressure surely there's no saving him now and is it a complete rebuild like is their premiership window closed well, I think I think massively yeah. yeah I think their front row for years like as we said about Dolphins like they're going to age dramatically like, I don't think Junior Paolo will be able to do the minutes he did before. no I Car- Re- you can see the injuries coming on Regan as well like and Paolo in particular because you, I don't even remember when they made the changes in the back four for the first week of the game mm. and they were like there were certain big men that just retired um, yeah straight away that's like we go no, to England or yeah, <laughs> we go retire uh, what was the bloke that, that the Raiders was Shannon Boyd yeah yeah, he's massive fella. Yeah, he's, he's retired. Usually, look yeah. at that. Good luck. Um, and the junior Paulo was one of those that they said was going to struggle, and he didn't. Yeah, but he has he's great baskets. Like yeah, he actually yeah. But he he just you look at the volume in the last few years between Origins and and, and that power going long into the season as well. Yeah, they're definitely going to age. Ultimately, this we called it, but the decision to move off Reed Mahoney and go with. Um, was mm. has been a failure. Yeah, massively. For to have a player of that age, not even his skill, but for his age, and to let him go, I think it's it's ridiculous. I think I know money is money, like, but I think Hodgson didn't come for free. No, and he was on a big enough wage. Like I know Brendan uh, Hand is doing good stuff. Like I think he's a re- he will improve, mm. but I don't think as you say like it's going to be a rebuild phase they're massively for these mm. I think if Mitch and Moses we don't know about Brown yet I think it's he's up next next week or two weeks I think so yeah but as you say it's two weeks too late for them if, if Moses is gone yeah so like the ratings on the wall I think Carl Arthur is going to have a sweaty bum for a long time over the over the Australian summer I think I, I kind of get the feeling he's probably happy to move on Stress wise, but look, speaking of 
Coaching, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, the announcement of uh, Sam Burgess signing for Warrington Wolves in England as the new head coach uh, came not as a shock. We all knew he sort of had ambitions to go on. I thought he would have stayed a bit more in the NRL, but I think the head coaching came up. I think Justin Holbrook declined it, I think, mm. and then it was passed on. The next one in the row was uh, Sammy. Um, fair play to him. I <laughs> he gives me sort of an ick on the side of the pitch sometimes when I look at him and he's standing in front of the, the players with the sunglasses on and the shade. You know that way? I don't know. I think he thinks he's still one of the lads. Like I think, and I think he, he his last few years in Australia have been rough. Yeah, yeah, well, personally, yeah, yeah. he's a massive. Um, so I think it's a good change for him back yeah. to what is home. Yeah. Um, yeah, the question is kind of. Yeah, as I said, the, the recap, like his impact in the NRL, like what stood out for you? I think he could be one of the greatest imports the NRL has ever had. I would say he probably is up there. Um, in terms of impact, um, like you can talk about Elliot Hanley and stuff like that and players. But it was in the modern modern era. Yeah, over the over his career, like he I thought he played a hundred and something games for sites. Yeah. He's won the premiership. He had that premiership moment as well with breaking cheap on the first oh. tackle and playing on like like some of the hero stuff. When Sonny Bill Williams came back as well, it was that sort of remember he ran out straight away. Like yeah. that was ridiculous. Like Yeah, no, he, he had his moments, uh like I think his his actual playing career was phenomenal. Like as in there's he, does he run over Fui Fui Moi Moi as an 18 year old's international debut yeah no he smashed him in a tackle yeah. Fui Fui took the ball up and he absolutely he smashed him at 18 at 18 yeah he got <laughs> hammered pillar to the post for his union career but the fact of the matter is England never actually trailed with him on the field yeah he came off a substitute when we lost the Wales got knocked out yeah I think he put he <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. He put that point out himself, yeah. like, <laughs> well, look, <laughs> I'm all for that. Like, keep the receipts, keep the receipts. But I think even that, like, we, we talk about it, that uh, I don't think you, the decision to play him at 12, when it was such sort of, for an international 12, like, you have to know the game out mm. to defend and stuff like that. Whereas if, I think he signed too close to the World Cup and then it became a pressure to get him into the World Cup squad yeah. and stuff like that. But if he had two years or three years of bad, he would have been playing at six, and he would have been tearing yeah. up trees. He was getting, he was getting, getting better. Like yeah. That's the one thing you'd say. But it was, I think it was Ford, George Ford's father, was playing him at six, and then he was told to play him back twelve. Twelve, yeah. So arguably, like I think they were paying half his money to England at, yeah. at some stage. But uh, yeah, his his career, like 
Go back and look at the highlights. Like you frightened the life out. <laughs> you did, and look, just to and don't want to hang on too much, but the Premiership, like that grand final. No, it's not like an even contest, or whatever. But just the storyline of that and the break in the course, and it's it's probably the most outside of maybe the Queensland grand final. Yeah, terrible drunk. Probably the most iconic grand final I can remember. And I think the the sort of the story that what's the actor Russell Crowe sort of told Burgess to get him over here sort of came true like mm. it was sort of a Hollywood finish like for absolutely him. like he promised he'd bring his family over like we were going to win a final with you and stuff like that it, it, arguably it, it, it finished all good like I'm, I'm breaking the hoodoo akin to John Sadler yeah <laughs> with the broken cheekbone like just phenomenal stuff but yeah look moving on to probably maybe a, a less glamorous side over the last while but uh, look we, we slated the Titans pretty horrifically over the whole the Holbrook signing and the potential that Tino and Fafita could leave but they both re-signed over the weekend so with a big big price tag a big big price tag a ridiculous price tag for non-spine players if I'm if I'm brutally honest but I'm also someone who kind of doesn't think that positions of command salary ceilings, if that makes sense. Yeah. But regardless, how do we. What are our thoughts on the Titans now? Now that the dust has kind of settled, they've probably secured some of their future. Mm. Um, the Are only you, yeah. thing now is, is there going to be a better decision in Holbrook? And I, that I'm not convinced on. I think if you look at their position in the league, they haven't improved at all. No. And I think if they wanted to do what they're doing, they should have maybe left it to the end of the season to see how well Holbrook does. They couldn't because in case Holbrook got them to a, a, an aid, it'd be much harder to do what they're doing. Um, but as you say, they, they're starting to get the ducks in, in order, I think. I think they're spying. They're going to move away from form. They still have to look for if uh, Brimson is going to go in there is uh, my favourite player going to go to the full back is he going to keep his full back position because I think he just is absolutely ridiculous and he's too much potential just to be waiting on the bench playing 14 roles uh, then you have to look for another playmaker and who do you get like do you do you think I think Brimson could be a great 6 wouldn't be a great 7 so you're looking mm. for a 7 to run the ship I think Varys will do a great job his, his service is but great just it was one of the last few games Holbrook had, and I think the, the system they ran. Correct me if I'm wrong. Verrills at nine. It was Adrian Brimson six. It was Tanner Boyd at seven. Tanner Boyd, yeah. And it was Jaden Campbell left back. Yeah. And that this season, look, I've not seen every single game. No, but I think they did come out and form really well in that best game. Best I seen yeah. them play. Just the attacking spine that, as I think everyone sort of knew their their spot. Like as you said, like Brimson is ridiculous to run the ball. He nearly ran everybody that, yeah. or put some. I think he ran from the, the halfway line and broke through the line and popped it to someone else. Tanaboyd knows, like we're all talking about foreign and and the, what he's getting out of Fafia. I think Tanaboyd grew up with Fafia, so if he doesn't know him by mm. now, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, they played the same club. They played yeah. the same club and they played against Tino in the grand final. That's it. Like, and I think if you look at foreign this year, you just copy what he's doing 
with the boys getting before I, like just he that feeder reminds me of Cooper and uh, Thurston mm. Kevin Cooper yeah Kevin Cooper just ran his lane every time he was a dummy lane for most of it but he scored that many tries just five meters out of the lane that Thurston just tipped it onto him Ultimately, because of his club connection with Thurston, he played more origin games than he probably should have. He should have, yeah, exactly. But you know, so yeah, like what's. But as you, like, Fafida's ability and, and Gavin Cooper's ability are, are totally. Yeah, but like, to try and get Fafida in them spots to pull him away, he's going to score mm. 10 times out of 10. Mm. Really. Like, mm. Nobody's going to stop him that mm. close to mine. Gavin Cooper, maybe. Yeah. A few times. He gets stopped. <laughs> but you're, you're kind of reversing the roles there in that the second role is playing off an incredible seven yeah you're kind of looking for a standard seven yeah just to, to put f- him into the yeah, yeah exactly yeah so that's that's probably the only place I think the wingers and the centres are decent enough like they're like kind of Pereira is a mm. serious player and then you have Jojo Fila the other wing like and then you have Philip Stanley as well and Brian Kelly as well yeah, yeah. Like there, I think Brian Kelly signed uh, there, so he's in for another two years. But uh, you're just looking at pieces to join up. I think with the money, the the food, then pieces you might have to go for nice a little struggle. bit unders. Nice struggle. Yeah. Nice struggle. So to fill it, to fill a squad like now we don't know with this, with the new CBA. agreement and stuff. It's not. It's not going <laughs> to open up that space. <laughs> but look. Speaking of stars, yeah. So we're coming to the end of the season, and we always talk about like saying the Danny M and stuff like that. Mm. But out of all the players, sort of like your favorite sort of breakout star of the year, do you have anyone in mind, or who do you think was doing over what they're doing? Well, look, I suppose yeah. Well, they're a different question. A breakout star? Do you want to do a breakout do you star? Do know an overachiever? But well, you can do both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you said. Like my breakout star is probably like, and he was good last year. We all know, but he played with the Warriors, and then he came back to what his club was. And Reese Walsh, I just think, is playing above what we all probably thought he was able to play. Like yeah. I, I think, if if the Broncos didn't have him, I don't think the Broncos would have the season they're playing. No, and I, and I, I like I suppose you sent me the question with yeah, your player. So he probably would have been mine, and um, we literally just touched on him. But I thought Cam Pereira has had an exceptional season. Hmm. There's a lot of players who've had like exceptional spots. Yeah. So like five, six weeks have been brilliant. But in terms of a total season, yeah. in a side that's maybe not tracking too oh, well, yeah, I think Cam Pereira has been exceptional. Hmm. And if I could give you my overachiever for the season, and it's probably an easy one, <laughs> it's probably Dylan McKenzie is less than that. No, there's, but like, that's the obvious one. He's been, he's had a career year like look he's on wrong. career money though I think yeah I think he's the highest paid winger in the in the NRL now I'd be very comfortable in saying this season is an anomaly like do you know what I'm saying yeah like, like as, as you said like go back and look his, 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 like he's in the, the league for 8 10 long yeah 8 10 years so I think yeah as you say like overachieving would be him as well I think I think there's no one sort of the outliers out there like that mm. you'd think he's doing well isn't he but yeah. uh, as, as you say like Cam Pereira on a bad team not a bad team but like a team that's sort of faltering I think he always shot he scores he's up there top three scores you could, yeah, you could say Dom Young as well 
yeah definitely Dom Young as well like but then yeah it was they started to get the cream then at the end of the season and he's not doing as well as he (laughs) when there's other people's gone so it just shows you like there's yeah. places for places but as for me like I think Reese Walsh the way he played the way the Broncos were playing correlates they connect mm. I think he was the missing piece that they were looking for and I don't think anyone could realise how good a season it would have been I don't think anyone had the wraps no. on him as much as say at the end of this year they, like they, they bought they bought on potential don't get me wrong yeah. but I don't think they thought they'd get potentially quick. No, and he, he's one of them players that kids. Yeah, generational. Yeah, generational. He has the good looks. He. Well, there was a there was a brilliant piece on um, Code Sports over the weekend about how the NRL is kind of going through this day the phase at the minute, where so many of their stars are good looking blokes. <laughs> yeah. And there's no, a lot of them up in the fucking Broncos. Yeah. A lot of vibers being fucking pulled up but in like, the Broncos. But it just said like how it's 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 very it was kind of a very it could be taken as a very sexist narrative mm. but it was the same there is yeah. massive influence of female eyes on it now is that because the NRLW and <laughs> just was more people involved in the game in general or is it because we've never had as many good looking stars like you look at Cam Murray you look at Reese Walsh glamorous there is glamorous. a lot of glamorous yeah good looking sorts that make us average day blokes yeah feel sorry for ourselves we wake up in the Monday morning going ugh you wake up on a Sunday to watch the Raiders and think <laughs> there's not so many good looking looks over there <laughs> big red um, yeah look speaking about eyes on the game Vegas baby <laughs> uh, obviously announcement I think it was maybe Thursday or Friday there was always rumblings though wasn't there there was rumblings we didn't know the size it was like this. it was always kind of teased but look it's confirmed we have the Roosters the Labros Manly and be the final push. Uh, very quick search we get from yeah. drawing a blank. Um, but yeah, initial thoughts, reactions, and announcement of that Vegas double header. I think, I think it works. I think it, it's probably the only place that it'll work. I think going somewhere else like that. I think when the when the World Sevens, the Rugby Union went to Vegas, like there was a lot of questions, and I think the Vegas public not even the public but just the whole city like it's it's an international city so small though very small but so many people at it that people will go that one time or two times or an annual thing to say look I've never been to Vegas but the rugby's on <laughs> so we book it around that yeah I think I think for for Irish fans yeah that has never gone to an NRL game I think it, it it's a lot more convenient to get to Vegas than it is to get to Australia and I think that can be sometimes the issue with growing the, gl- the game globally if we look at if we look at the NRL in silo and don't just leave if that makes sense the NRL is our best product I'm happy to say that but Australia sometimes can be on the periphery for a lot of countries inconvenient for some of us and you're looking at 24 hour flights and stuff like that and Look, Vegas is still what eleven hours away, but tw- eleven hours versus twenty four hours, it's a massive. I think it's eight hours actually. Yeah, it's a bit more. Is it? It's five hours to New York mm. alone. Um, 
But you know, I think it's huge news. You're you're also just taking the game to one of the best and newest stadiums in the world. Oh, like the stadium itself is yeah. well worth a visit. Like I think it's phenomenal to tap into new sports mad market probably saturated to be fair in, in America but look, we know what the game is we know the show it'll put on mm. like it, it'd be like magic round again like be, I think it's going to be the second mm. sort of magic round round around uh, the world though. I know they're saying like who gets to go and stuff like that I think there's there it's for five years I think I think it's a five year deal in place I think the Storm and Raiders missed out this year they yeah. were two sides that were active enough and looking to get involved yeah but the NRL has said anyone that looked to get involved would be almost, <laughs> almost guaranteed the next year type thing. The next year, so yeah, yeah. If you showed interest or expressed interest. Look, it's huge. It's huge for them clubs. It's huge for the players. Massive opportunity. And it's, it's, I think everyone wants to break America. Like rugby union are really pushing for this America, America, America. They're in schools and stuff like that. And I think if, I think the Americans are a little bit, not biased, but a little bit naive in their worldview. <sighs> they're world champions. Yeah. <laughs> um, they only play themselves though. Yeah. But when they find that this sport is actual sport, like you, I think there's a few clips of like say Shaq looking at. Mm. Uh, I think it was the tackle on uh, Monster. Was it the manly one that <laughs> you know that the reactions and stuff like that? Yeah. I just think like they they lead it up as well with their sort of combat NFL style like ultimately the thing that the Americans always forget is American football comes from rugby league yeah came from northern English expats trying to introduce and they were like no we're not passing backwards <laughs> um, we throw for the forward don't know if we'll do a five tackle but what we'll do is every five tackle if you make ten yards you give us another five tackle yeah, yeah. so look that's where it comes from um, but look the round 25 matchups team and a boy for the entertainers, the Brisbane Broncos. So, Tash. Um, so, the first game then on Thursday at 10 to 11 in Queenstown Country Bank Stadium. Cowboys take on the Sharks. Cowboys are actually favoured for this. So, it's a, a $1.55 to $2.40. As you say, like, going up there, it's it's a different... <laughs> I think home advantage is... is and look, the Sharks have put two good runs together, two good games together, but it is just two good games. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. And as you said, like yeah, the Sharks are sort of two from two doing well. Cowboys have been coming to the cream in previous, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I have a feeling that the Cowboys will tip them. I just, I just have a feeling up there, it sort of plays into the Cowboys' uh, hands. Uh, I think about. I'd say six or try in it. Try prefer to try in this one. Fair. Um next up, first game on Friday. Um from Daniel Anderson Stadium in Auckland. Warriors host the Seagulls. Warriors open up a dollar twenty seven to the Seagulls, three dollars and eighty. Um rightly so based in form, but if you look at the last two matches played, the last of which was round thirteen. Uh, in 2022 and then round 9 2021 Seagulls have won both and quite comfortably so so Manly have a good record against uh, the Warriors historically I just think the Warriors are different than this year but I think the Warriors are different than yeah. this year so yeah look I think uh, 
back the Warriors for that one. But look, given Stylesnick fights, I think it could be a brutal game, especially if it's a wet one. Yeah. Uh, then the next game, then Friday is 11 o'clock. Uh, the Eels take on the Roosters at Compact Stadium. Whitewash. Eels open up $2.25 to the Roosters, $1.62. There's rumours that Walker and Angus Clayton is back for this mm-hmm. one, which is a massive plus for the Roosters. Now, uh, Hutchinson played well for the Roosters last week. Um, but the, as you say, like the injuries, they're just patching holes, I think, the Roosters all season. But if they can get a, a, an escape or one of these miracle escapes mm-hmm. and get to the top, they, it'll be a massive uh, season for them. Uh, yeah, I think Roosters in this one, and as you say, with Moses out, Brown out, I just can't see the Eels. No, you, it's, you struggle to see them putting it down. Anyway. So I think tw- like 12, 13, 14 points, I think the, the Roosters are going away with this one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, first game Saturday, Super Saturday, 6 o'clock. The West Tigers host the Dolphins in Combank Stadium. It is the first time both sides have ever played each other. Um, so there's a bit of history for you. Um, yeah, look, West are dollar seventy eight. Dolphins are two dollars and eight cents. Like I think this could be a good one. I think it could go either way. Mm. Um, I just have a feeling Dolphins will. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, they, they they'll grit it out. I think um, the way Wayne Bennett came after him in the press there at the weekend, but he's I, not afraid to fucking call out his own players. I will not be surprised. I I do think West have improved in the last few weeks, um, especially what I said with Dame Norrie going into yeah. the six. But look, it's, it's, what a player very easy to improve when you're bottom of the table and have been for <laughs> yeah. much of the season yeah, nothing to play for um, then the next game then on Saturday is at half eight at Seagram Super Stadium Titans take on the Panthers Titans open up at $6.50 to the Panthers $1.10 I think that tells you everything um, yeah I can't see any anything other than a Panthers victory here but just the way they're cruising into the, the last uh, top four um, Panthers just have it in them. They just know what they're doing. They're just Clydesdales. Yeah. Um, and then the final game on Saturday, it's a similar enough story. <laughs> uh, not, uh, not so super Saturday. Uh, Storm faced the Dragons in Wind Stadium in Wollongong. $1.17. The Storm opened up to $5.10 to the Dragons. The only fear, and it's not a fear that the Storm would lose, but it could be close in the first half because I think the Storm have two very difficult fixtures down the stretch. So I think their eyes may be elsewhere. But look, given the performance they put in, in, in the last few games, it's very hard to see anything but a Storm annihilation of the Dragons who are trying players looking to go to Bali on their last <laughs> NRL contract. It's not Bali, yeah. Uh, then, first game then on Sunday morning at 5 o'clock from McDon- or McDonald Jones Stadium Knights take on the, the Rabbitohs Knights are home to $2.15 to the Rabbitohs $1.68 um, this has been an interesting one I think I think we all think the Knights are still in their sort of I know they're are they 6 from 6 6 from 6 and now the Souths are, are faltering a little bit I just think the Souths have the ability to beat teams like this I think I think if we were gambling men I don't think this is the one I put in the main claim of there no um, yeah it's, it's a tough one to predict a winner there I think I, I kind of fancy the Souths yeah I think I have a feeling the Souths that the Souths will, will put away at this one I think yeah. I think we'll, we'll backs against the wall I think they're the players to pull it through uh, if that's done by but it's close I think it is 
Um, and finally, at least you're not up at five o'clock. No, it's not five. Not much better. Uh, Raiders doggies GIO Stadium. Um, yeah, look, Raiders open up as favourites and rightly so. But I just draw your eyes. The last time we played round ten, <laughs> Raiders thirty four, doggies thirty. Um, so look, hopefully it's uh, it's not the same. And I can enjoy uh, the result on the weekend. Do you feel deadless and enjoy no, not? I ain't got deadless. I ain't got deadless. I can't face the game. Um, look, I'm going to be probably deadless in either the last week of the season or week one of finals from the look of things. But look, that's all from me. That's me done too. Thank you and good night. Good luck. to go, eight points all, played to Keery, he's down the left, short pass Mitchell, beautiful